Hey everybody, welcome to Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. I really want to thank you for listening. If you feel compelled to do so, make sure you subscribe, uh, leave a review, comment, share, whatever you feel like doing. Help me out trying to grow this podcast, trying to continuously deliver value. A couple of things before we get into the show, check out the links in the show notes to my CRA Academy, my CRC Academy, both of them doing very well as far as getting people jobs in the marketplace. Check those out. Also, if you need help getting studies for your site or anything else, or even launching a site, basically any help for your site, we have a low monthly fee consulting service where we have helped many clients become and continue to be successful site owners through our background efforts of business development and support staff. Text me 949-415-6256. Please check out the links in the show notes as well for the book, The Comprehensive Guide to Clinical Research. It's been selling really well, getting very well received by the community. Thank you guys so much for that. Also check out the YouTube member page. Join this channel to get perks. That's my YouTube uh, membership. It's 10 bucks a month. You get a monthly mastermind exclusively. It's a Zoom call every month with other YouTube members. Uh, You also get weekly videos exclusive to the YouTube members on how to use social media to improve your opportunities in life sciences. So check that out. Really means a lot to me. And thank you so much again for listening and enjoy the show. Hey, Guru Nation. Welcome back, guys and gals. Mostly gals and guys, actually. So thank you, ladies out there. Uh, This is Dan Sfera, Random Musings from the Clinical Trails Guru. I got a special guest, Khadijah Washington on. She's a CRA at a small CRO, small as the new big. She reached out to me on LinkedIn like, hey, you know what? More or less like I did what you say in the videos. We'll let her share. But I did what you say in the videos. And now I'm a CRA. And I'm looking at her LinkedIn. And yeah, graduated college not too long ago, currently an MBA. Wait, you're getting an MBA and a master's in clinical research? Yes, I'm currently in a dual program. So getting both at the same time. (laughs) And you're a full-time CRA. Yes. yes. I don't know how you do it. Do you you (laughs) sleep, Khadijah? What what, uh, are you doing to be able to do all this? Well, I usually get up at about four or five o'clock. Um, working from home definitely helps just uh, be able yes. to complete everything, cutting down on that travel time and everything like that. So, you know, just really have to stay organized. But that's a big part wow. of <laughs> research. We got to get into each of these positions one by one, kind of. Okay. But let's let's start with, okay, so graduate with a bachelor's 2017. You became a clinical research assistant in December of 2018. So when did you get, when did you become aware of clinical research? Uh, So I did some bench research in undergrad and uh, I had a mentor and she was also my advisor. Uh, I think she had patent a drug or something like that. She was working with a big pharmaceutical company and she told me, you know, uh, she felt like I was really organized and maybe I should kind of venture into a different route because originally I was thinking about pharmacy. 
Um, so she was like, I think you should look into some different career paths. And then she kind of introduced me to clinical research in that ah, aspect. You see, yeah. we all need to have a mentor or somebody when we don't know what we're doing. This is a, a common theme for us in the industry. All right. So then you graduated, you started applying right away or what were you doing? Like learning the different positions uh, what were you doing? Like, because you got your first job was clinical research assistant for a pretty big research site. It looks like, right? Uh, it was a PI owned, but it okay. was the nice size. The nice size. Small as um, the new big guys, the smaller the better. <laughs> we're gonna get into the CRO. She works for a small CRO too. Look. At the rate you're going, let me give everyone an overview before we go company by company, because this is impressive. So clinical research assistant for about five months, then clinical research coordinator um, for about six months, clinical research coordinator with another company for about seven months. CRC2 at a cancer center for eight months, in-house CRA for five months with no gaps, no gaps in resume. <laughs> and this is amazing. And then you're such a Gen Z, you know, but these people are saying, <laughs> you know, Jim, they were saying millennials are bad. Well, Gen Z, this is not bad, by the way. This is how you level up quickly. Like learn from Khadijah. We don't care if the employers, you know, if, if you guys hate this show, because you're always going to need to retain your staff. Like if you don't promote them, you know, they're going to, especially in 2021, they're in high demand, right? So yes. <laughs> now senior CRA for a small CRO. And we were joking before the episode at the rate you're going, you'll be lead CRA before 2021 is over. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so congrats. Was this intentional? Like just leveling up? Was it like my videos on steroids that you were uh, trying to follow like the blueprint or like what, what was it that made you uh, do this? Because it's very quick and um, it's actually pretty impressive how you did that. Oh, you know, honestly, it, it just kind of was, a push from my employers without them knowing um, just the the praises that they were constantly giving, like, oh, you're so great at the job or you're so organized or you do so uh, well. And I'm like, well, if I'm good at this position, why wouldn't I be good at this position? So it's just kind of like no more praising staff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. So it gave you confidence. They're like, okay, wow. You know, these guys are saying I'm doing really good. So let's, let's try to tweak the resume and put it out there. Right. Yes. And then your videos definitely added to that confidence. Previously, I felt like, oh, I need to graduate from my master's programs before like pursuing a different career or like progressing. But then I started watching your videos and I'm like, hey, a lot of the stuff he's saying you need to qualify for this position I already have. I just need to word it a different way on my resume or maybe I'm not getting pulled up in the searches because I don't have the right terminology in my resume. So I just started like I spent like maybe a week just watching your videos and kind of tweaking my resume, adding some wow. of the key qualities that you said they were looking for. 
and it it worked. It was like magic. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing, Khadija. Did you happen to see the video with Ashley Margot? Uh, she talks exactly about this, like how to tweak your resume and your LinkedIn with exactly like with terminology and all that stuff. Did you watch? Did you happen to see that video? Um, I'm not sure. I, okay. I, I don't want to say I did and I didn't. So okay, yeah, yeah. She's done a few on um, on my channel, but she's one of the CRA Academy uh, instructors who comes on and, and teaches. And then for the CRC Academy, she actually does the students' resumes. So ex exactly what you said is what she preaches all the time to the students. And uh, it's it's uh, this is really good. And you you are right in the sense that why wait? Because even though I keep saying we're in a great probably decade of clinical research. It's never been this good as it is now as far as supply and demand. There's just not enough staff to keep up with the work in this industry. I think that's only going to continue if you see what's happening with all the variants and with just, I mean, now there's obviously, uh, unfortunately, a fentanyl epidemic as well, We're similar to the opioid epidemics back uh, a couple years back. All this is draining resources. So you are right in the sense that why wait till you finish your master's degree? If you can do it now, why not do it now? It's always better to do it now and then have this experience on your CV. Agreed. Agreed. Definitely. What? Now, I, I do want to add that it's not like, a oh, I apply for two or three jobs and then get one interview and ace that interview. No, it's like. Uh, actually putting in the time to apply to maybe 20 to 30 jobs a day. And then out of those 20 to 30, maybe get five interviews and two callbacks. So it, okay. so you were not afraid. What makes, why were you not afraid of rejection? Because a lot of people, you know, they would maybe think, okay, I'm going to put my CV out there and then just get rejected a few times and give up and say, well, maybe I don't belong at this position yet. Maybe I'll finish my master's degree and then I'll do it. What made you not do that? Because I just felt like I was a good fit for someone. Like, um, I, you know, no is a part of life. <laughs> Honestly, at this point, I've learned and for every hundred no's, I felt like it was going to be a yes out there. Um, even with applying for the CRC positions, going going from a research assistant to a CRC, it was a lot of no's, but I just constantly kept in my mind it's going to be a yes you just can't give up you know if you really want it you just have to keep going for it mm -hmm. and what what do you think about CRA so far I like it honestly I like it um you know I'm not sure how a lot of others feel but I do feel like being a CRA is a lot easier than being an in-house CRA when it comes easier. to easier yes really? definitely definitely wow I've never heard definitely. someone say that so what so you were, yeah, you were in-house CRA and then now you're CRA. So what makes it easier, do you think, or for you? Um, you know, just the study startup aspect is a lot more intensive. Um, being a CRA, you kind of, well, most of my sites, so I only have been a CRA for maybe a month and a half at this point, but most of my sites have already been started. So it's just more so on the monitoring aspect at this point. So it's not as intensive and uh, requiring as much from the sites. Yeah. So I, I think. 
did you did you do a SIV or um, uh, so far for the sites or or were you brought on like when the sites were already activated? Right. So all my sites are already activated. Um, ah, I do okay. have some new sites coming up, but at this point, not I haven't done an SIV or anything like that. Okay. And you're working from home other than the traveling? Yes. Yep. All right. And are you guys doing um, remote monitoring visits or a hybrid or are you doing just regular in, in-person visits? So a hybrid, it, it honestly just um, depends on what the, the sites are willing to do. Oh, it's know? up to the site. So if the sites say, hey, we prefer you come here, you go there. And if they say you're not allowed back here yet it's remote right so we we try to push to go on site but if they say right now you know that's just not feasible then we'll do a remote visit i got you i'm glad i'm glad you said that because yeah people are having this debate all the time and it's like most people most sponsors most cro's still prefer that the cra go on site even though you know we're in the age of digitization and all that um if you ask most sponsors, they prefer the CRA go on site still. So a lot, I think a lot more work needs to be done to make like the remote monitoring the norm right now. In-person monitoring is still the norm. It just happens to be in the middle of a pandemic. So can't be the norm all the time. Uh, interesting that you say CRA slightly less busy or hectic than uh, in-house CRA. I would have, I would have thought the opposite. I've never done in-house CRA, but that's good. That's interesting to hear that. Now, what about coordinator? What did you enjoy study coordinator? Uh, yes, yes, I did. So I did not mention this in the beginning, but uh, I actually had a brother who was uh, in clinical trials when we were younger. He uh, had brain cancer. Uh, so that was kind of like assisted in, I, I would say, maybe the primary contributor to this drive in clinical research, but uh, they were so kind to him. Everything was free. Uh, We got, I think he was here for additional two years because of the treatment that he received while on a trial. So um, that in-person connection when it comes to being a coordinator with the patients, it was really difficult, but it felt great as well. So I, will always have like a special place for uh, coordinators. <laughs> oh, of course. So yeah. that, and then you worked, you did a coordinator too at a cancer center. Um, exactly. were, were the other sites oncology or multi-therapeutic or? Uh... Uh, variation. So um, the first site I worked at was a psych site, but after that. Uh, no wonder PIs... I recognize the name. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's where I got my start to CNS. That's a tough CNS and oncology are like the toughest, in my opinion, the toughest two indications. Like for somebody that doesn't know anything about either one to do CNS is challenging and same with oncology. What, what did you do? Did you find the same? Uh, yes. Well, oncology specifically, I thought was intense. Um, it is a lot of requirements and I came from like, uh, going from a larger cancer center from like smaller sites, it was a big difference on the things that the coordinators could actually do. So honestly, when I first got the job, I was like, well, what does our job consist of? Cause we weren't allowed to do blood draws. We weren't taking blood pressures, doing EKGs, processing labs, nothing. It was just all paperwork. It was actually coordinating, like <laughs> 
make sure this person does this at this time, make sure all these are collected. It was actually, you know, the direct definition of coordinating. But yeah, it, I think it's a lot more intense. Um, I think oncology definitely prepares you for everything. Uh, and for monitoring, absolutely. So now yes. what what indications are you monitoring? I'm just curious. Just oncology. Oncology. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That explains why I haven't heard of the CRC. I'm a contract CRA also, like a, as a side job. It's winding down, uh, thankfully, because I'm getting busy on the sites now. But the um, I do oncology also. I do breast cancer. And it's a CRO most people never heard of. Uh, it's, it's on my LinkedIn profile. But yeah, there's something about working for the smaller. And I know you've only been there three months. But there's something about working for these smaller, like boutique or specialty CROs that I think you can grow a lot quicker than if you were at an Ikevia. Um, you're, you're just given a lot more responsibilities early on. And I know you don't yes. have a reference point, but are you seeing that you're being given like a lot of responsibilities? Well, honestly, compared to some of my friends who are CRA, uh, definitely. It's just uh, I have a lot of side projects. So, like, uh, if you when you, once you finish this, start working on this. And it, um, a lot of my side projects that I've seen, I've been working on so far, deal with like budgeting, um, invoices, uh, contract negotiations. Really? Well, uh, yeah. So, I mean, Khadija, you are I, becoming a generalist before our <laughs> eyes. Yeah, so I, I definitely enjoy working at the smaller sites, uh, well, c- smaller CROs, sponsors, uh, sites, because you kind of are allowed to have your hands on a little bit of everything. Wow. You Gen, you Gen Z people are impressive. Uh, oh, I remember- and I did not mention, I am also currently uh, contracting as well. Well, I just got my first contracting job, so it is definitely a different experience. So in addition to this, you're contracting as well. Yes, as a CTA. Wow. Yes. This is some this is I'm so <laughs> glad we're doing this interview. I'm actually like a little bit <laughs> speechless. How? But this is proof, guys. Khadija, I didn't really know her. We have a few messages back and forth, but it's not like we talked very much, you know, just on LinkedIn. I'm going through our messages now. So yeah, I see the in-house CRA. I'm like, yeah, give some like as much advice as I can, man. And then, you so you go from CRC in less in two years, about two years, to CRA and contract CRA on top of it, which is like so hard to do because usually you need. Oh, Khadija, I gotta have you as a guest lecturer on the CRA Academy because we have <laughs> yes. We, I talk to some of the monitors that monitor my sites. These are people that have been with the same CRO for like a decade. Um, maybe that's exaggeration, like five years or so. They have a lot of experience. I mean, five years of being a CRA. But they're afraid to go contract route because they're afraid of losing the or potentially missing out on income during certain periods of time and the way you're doing it is risk-free because you already have a job 
now your contract, and this is a perfect time to do it. I'm just curious for that contract role as a CTA. Um, I imagine there's very little travel, if none involved, right? Uh, no travel. And I only do, I think, a maximum of 12 hours a week. 12? Yes. Okay. And I'm guessing it's a smaller company also? Yes. it's a, So this is a smaller sponsor. Sponsor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. You need to add this to your CV uh, or to your LinkedIn. Because I, I so I one. didn't know this is like my uh, second month with them. I didn't know how to put both at the same time or if I wanted oh, to. Oh yeah, you can. But still, still uh, if you want it. to, it's different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think so. I think that a lot of the CRAs I talk to, the you know they're afraid of going contract and people who want contract CRAs typically want them to have experience being contract series. Uh, so a lot of people like, it's just like the same problem again, as breaking into the industry, you know? Yeah. You've, but you've never been a contract CRA. So like, I would definitely add that to your resume and maybe LinkedIn. Once you know for sure that it's going to be something that you're going to do for a while, I would definitely add that to your LinkedIn. Um, because, and the sponsor work is impressive as well. Is that oncology also? No, it's a CNS. Oh, okay, good. So now you're still you're still getting the various different therapeutic expertise um, on, under your belt as well. You're doing this exactly the right way. What is your what's your uh, like longer longer range goals? Let's say like a year <laughs> or two years. Um. So I thought I had a, a long term goals with a goal within the next two years, but since things have been progressing so quickly, that has kind of changed. But I know within the next five years, I definitely want to look into opening my own site. I, I would. I was gonna say I just didn't want to plant seeds in your head that weren't there already. So site ownership, uh, definitely a lot of CRA, CRAs want to do that. Yeah, my advice for you would be you seem to be in a good spot right now. So I would stay put if you really want to do site ownership, I would stay uh, where you are as a CRA. And then the contract thing, I would try to uh, gain like multi-therapeutic expertise. So you have CNS and oncology. I would try to get like family practice if you can, or just other indications, because when you open a site, you're going to want different indications. It's very hard to get cancer. It's very difficult to open a cancer research clinic because most oncologists, it's very rare to find an independent oncologist, community-based oncologist. Most of them work for academic medical centers or large organizations. So it's really tough for you to get an oncologist as your PI but it's not so tough to get a family practice physician as your PI. So right. I think you, if I were you, the only changes I would make would be uh, to your contracting positions to tr look for contracts with like family medicine, if you can get any and CTA, even if it's CTA um, remote CTA stuff that would allow you to still work at your current place and do the CTA things. That right. I think that would help you in your goals to own a site. But 
definitely don't change anything. Keep doing what you're doing. It seems like it's a good place to be with the CRA, the full-time CRA gig. Um, you're definitely going to pick up on a lot of things. And then when you open the site, you're going to go back. You're going to revert back to your coordinator days because that's going to be closer to what you're going to be doing as a site owner. But now you're going to have contacts in the industry. And see, the good thing about contracting is you could make connections quicker with different companies because you're not like an employee, you know, you're going from contract to contract. So you're going to meet a whole bunch of people, just network with all the colleagues, all your staff, coworkers there, because you never know who you're going to tap into when you do the site ownership thing. Right. Right. I I will say uh, contracting is fun. Uh, Well, in my opinion, (laughs) Definitely. It's very different from, you know, a salary position or, you know, that full-time role. I, I really love contracting so far. Well, it's only been a month, but month and a half. But <laughs> they want great. They want self-starters, you know, for contracting. They don't want to tell you what to do. They just give you the ta- a job and they're like, you got to do it. You know what you need to do to get this done. Um, contracting, contracting is exciting. How did you, a lot of people, this is where a lot of people also who want to be contractors, but never do it. They get caught up on the uh, actual contract. Like they're afraid, oh, I don't know how to do this contract or how to negotiate my contract. What was that like for you? Did you ever run into issues with that? Oh, no. So um, my contract is month to month. It's kind of just helping them over the this hump that they're going through right now. Um, this company has offered me a full-time position, but I, I do prefer the uh, contract role. But the negotiation portion for the contract wasn't hard at all. They kind of just asked me, well, what do we need to give you to get us on the team to help? We need someone to help immediately. Wow. And this could have just been like a specific situation, a different situation. But they were like, uh, we need your help immediately. What can we give you to get you on the team? So I did a bit of research on uh, just contract <laughs> positions. <laughs> Everything's wow. on the internet. Everything's on the internet. You know, uh, typical salary, um, <laughs> how much I would want to make with those limited hours. And then honestly, I had to do some organization and determine how much time I had to give to the company because of course I want to maintain a good relationship and, you know, don't want to make promises that I can't keep. So, you know, put all that into They're both aware that you have the other job as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the right way to do it because you don't want to burn bridges. I know there's people out there that are taking two, two W2 employee jobs at the same time. And I'm not one to (laughs) judge, but it's like, look, that's not sustainable long-term. Somebody's going to get mad. Some line manager is going to get the short end of that stick because <laughs> you got to sleep and eat. <laughs> you don't have time to do 2W2. The way you're doing is the right way to do it. Um, and even going full contractor. But I would say at your stage in your career, you want to get some CRA experience under your right. belt, like probably two years of at least two years of CRA experience. And pretty soon you're going to start getting contract CRA jobs, too. Yeah, that would be nice. That would be nice. Yeah, I think that's coming. And you're in Orlando, you said? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah, the company that I contract with, uh, they're always asking for California. That's why they got, like, I got the contracts. Uh, they're always looking for West Coast people. But Florida, I think um, there's also kind of a shortage of CRAs 
in Florida. Not sites. There's not a shortage of sites in Florida, but there's a definitely <laughs> a shortage of CRAs out there. Uh, that's cool, Khadijah. I really like. I really like what you did. You know how I was laughing like a minute ago because I have so many people reaching out to me, and I just I'm putting myself in their shoes. They're watching this video and they're like, "What? How is she?" She can't, you know, she could say yes to whatever she wants. This, they're just throwing jobs at her and I can't even get one. What advice do you have for them? <laughs> it, it does not work like that. I mean, every story has hours of work behind it. It's no one is throwing jobs at me. <laughs> you really just have to apply. Like, you know, sell yourself and know that. You know, I, I feel like sometimes we feel like, oh, this is an interview and we get nervous and we clam up and we don't really show like sell ourselves to the best of our abilities. But know that not only are they interviewing you, but you're interviewing them as well to determine if this is a good fit. And it's also OK to leave after three months if you feel like this is not a good fit. I mean, it's a trial period for them, just like it is for you. So just keep in mind that, you know, it's a back and forth interaction. Don't look at every employer as your superior. Yeah, I think it's that first one that's the toughest. Like once you get that first job, it becomes a lot easier. And also, once you make your first transition from site to either CRO or sponsor level, that's like your next level of, I, I've never done a video on that, but everybody knows your first job in research is the hardest one to get. But the second hardest one, maybe just as hard is going from like coordinator to CRA because you're going from site culture to CRO or sponsor culture. And now in like two years, you've worked at every stakeholder level you can, which do you know, Khadijah, there are people in this industry 20 years that haven't done what you've done in two years. The Like site, CRO, sponsor, on top of that contractor, there, there are people, I kid you, this is not exaggeration. 20 years, they haven't done this. And you've done it already in two years. So Kadisha is definitely someone to get to know. I will put her LinkedIn underneath this video. I will also put her LinkedIn in the show notes because you guys have to connect with her. I noticed she's also a member of Black Women in Clinical Research. So you guys have to uh, make sure that you network with one another. And uh, we'd love to have you also on Latinos in clinical research when we talk about how to go from employee to contractor and how to get different contracts. There's a, so much you can do, Khadija. I don't think you are even aware. That's why, like, when you, when you messaged me, I was like, yeah, let's do it. I like the success story of like going from CRC to CRA. But when I looked at your profile, I'm like, oh no, you've done way more than I thought. You've gone from every stakeholder in this industry already in two years just by tweaking your cv after every job yeah honestly honestly i'm telling you and you know the funniest part is my co-worker we set out to do this together when i was working at moffitt cancer center and uh she actually encouraged me to send you a message she was like yeah i messaged him and wow. he was really approachable he was nice and he responded really quickly because you have so many followers and you seem like such a big you know, clinical research personality that it just feels like sometimes people like that can be unapproachable or, you know, just oh, no. <laughs> on another galaxy. Like you're like a clinical research celebrity. 
So. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, no, no, definitely not unapproachable. I want more like, yeah, I love interacting with people, even if my responses are like short, but if I see the person's like keeps asking like good questions, you know, that's I'll I'll take more time, you know, if you just ask, how do I get in? I, I send the link to my website so you can see, but if you ask specific, like, Hey, in-house CRA, like, what do you do with TMF? What do you do with study startup? What are some of the challenges? I can tell when someone's done their background and, and their homework, and then they just need like a little pointers here and there. So uh, thank you for that, Khadija. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and we definitely got a network. Look, uh, we got to have, let's see here. Well, we can't track, I can't track who will be like your 10th follower. So I was going to do a contest, but I can't because I'm not going to know who's number 10. Uh, I don't know. We'll think of something. Just follow her. You don't need a contest, guys. Getting to know Khadija is the reward in and of itself. Networking with her is the reward in and of itself. So drop her a message. Tell her you saw her on the podcast. Tell her that you're impressed with what she's done. And then let me know that you did that. And who knows? Maybe we'll send you a book or something if you do that. It's a lot of work, but it's it's good. Go follow Say hi to her. Tell me that you did that. Maybe I'll send you a book. How about that? So, Khadija, anything else like advice? Mostly people seeking advice as we wrap up. Any last words? Um, just honestly, people? don't be afraid to say, I mean, well, don't be afraid of that. No, keep trying. Don't be afraid of that. No. And don't feel like you're not qualified for a position. You know, the worst thing you could do is not see if you are qualified for the position. Take the chance, especially what? right now while the industry is booming. Take the chance. <laughs> what do you think? Obviously, you had both. You had the know-how. You did. You had the knowledge and you also had the confidence. Which one do you think is more important in the job search? I would say uh, the confidence, honestly, yes. um, definitely the confidence. Uh, I've learned with every company that I've gone to, everyone has a specific way that they want things done. So even if you feel like um, you've spent 15 years at this company and you know how to do everything, the, the next company is probably not going to want you to do it the exact same way. So just right. have that confidence of I'm going to get in here. I'm going to go through the learning period, the training, and I'm going to be able to accomplish everything they throw at me. Have confidence like in yourself. I yeah. like that. I like that because I agree 100%. It's the, the confidence is the most important. The knowledge you can get. Knowledge is almost free. Confidence is not. Ambition is not. So thank you very much, Khadija, for coming on. Everybody go connect with her. LinkedIn profile underneath. And We'll catch y'all later. You're an inspiration, Khadija. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.